I'd like to take his face. Oh. You call himself ass kick instead. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat to you? Yes! Am I getting through to you? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Bought a Nick on We Bought a Mike, pop culture cage cast, a pop culture guinea cast, a pop culture rodent uh, cast, gopher cast, a pig culture guinea cast. <laughs> <laughs> there That's we go. good. Yeah. Uh, here again, talking the career of one Nicolas Cage. Uh, on the tail end here, only two out no. from the <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> this is, this We're saving is, the best for last. Is this Apex Mountain for Nick Cage? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Simmons, everybody. Um, it could be. It could be. We'll save that for the for the cage gories. <laughs> Apex. He for, makes a choice here. Yeah, the choices, sir. This is. Yeah, this is going to be amazing to talk about not just because this is quite a movie to uh dissect watching it twice now uh but we have the right guest on for it i you've only seen this movie twice <laughs> i watched this movie like 47 times in preparation for this podcast. oh i was gonna say and you watched it that many times because of our guest no 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 <laughs> just on my own uh, by my own accord we're talking g-force aka g-force Mm-hmm. Um, AKA Gaia, Gaia Force. Gaia Force. <laughs> uh, made for me. Parentheses 2009, directed by, uh, I'm not going to look it up, Hoyt. Will I Am. <laughs> Hoyle. There are so many Black Eyed Peas songs in the. Uh, the it, it's Hoyt Yeetman. Yeetman. Which we're going to talk about him because he actually is like an interesting figure in Hollywood. Um, I mean, yeah. not known for being a director, but for what? his VFX work. Uh, you, Some iconic you know VFX what? work. VFX, not too bad. Yep. So the, they, they, they are actually they, great. For I will 2009, say. they look incredible. Yeah. They look very real. We're going to talk about fur technology. Don't you worry about that. Mm, they are furry. Talking about furries. Um, I'm Ernest. I am. My father told me, son, if you ever have the opportunity to bring the humankind to its knees, do it. Hunter. You just you just went out and said the best line like right off the top. I know, I had to. I had to e- get that one. Easily the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> that that is <laughs> as the exterminators are coming in with just like yeah. ominous gas blowing against um, them. And I'm Drew. This movie is fascinating. <laughs> and back on the show after a very long time. You haven't been years. on the show officially. Two years. In a long time. Like well, we, we left a good first. Uh, we got we left, we left a good first impression on you for when being you, on the pod. Uh, clearly, yeah. Well, we just talked over you the whole time. When Hello. There was screaming. You uh, told everyone you didn't like Star Wars, which uh, hurt. That's that should you know maybe I should have done that on like a just us three episodes. <laughs> them down personally and done it so it didn't hurt us yeah honestly impromptu become a moderator on this podcast i felt like i was maury i think you you did yeah you did a good job being maury (laughs) welcome back gaia um you know we needed to have you on for this cage series and i'm really glad that you chose this movie because it is a curveball to the series it's a curveball 
it, it is interesting as a project. I'm interested to see the research that everyone else has brought to this mm -hmm. because I have a lot of questions watching it. There are so many like heralded and wildly popular actors attached to this. It's three wild. Oscar winners are in the main cast yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them won for this movie. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I do want to say, um, I have only ever seen one film with Nicolas Cage in it and it is G force. <laughs> National Treasure? No. Oh, Just man. Just never got around to it. Okay, well, let's... Um, I was going to save this for later, but let's hear, like, did you watch this movie when it came out? Yeah. Okay. And I cry, and I still cry just as much now because I feel so bad for Nicolas Cage Mole. He just sounds yeah. so sad the whole time. Like, Ooh, speckles. Speckles. My name's Speckles. Ooh. I felt so bad for his family being exterminated. I watched my dad get exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> you do a very good... Oh, actually, I do want to... So, so I was looking up Nicolas Cage, like, why did he do this voice? And so I found this article and um, he was... <laughs> I sh we should have pulled up a good clip of his voice in this. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Pull up the clip where he's talking about the nodes. Nodes. The nodes. At the very end. <laughs> I'll find it. Talk more into the mic. Can you hear me? There you go. Oh. Really talk. And you can move it down if you need to. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, well, first of all, Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Yes, fiance of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Listeners clap. You clap. you will have or will you have a G Force theme wedding? Well, obviously. Well, I was actually thinking more of an underground kind of low key thing where we all dress up as moles and one of our parents has to die. <laughs> so what what is the thing with his voice that the oh, choice that he is making? Um, with so his apparently, voice in this? Nicolas Cage said that whenever like he's very stressed out or it's like a long day of shooting. He does, <laughs> He doesn't curse or yell. His, he says his voice goes up one to two octaves and he just speaks in that voice for hours. And um, on the last day of shooting National Treasure 2, he was doing the voice because he was stressed out and he looked at Jerry Bruckheimer and was like, can I do this for the mole? And Jerry Bruckheimer said, absolutely. <laughs> so that's and why that's, that happened. That's why Jerry Bruckheimer is the best partner for Nick Cage in these films because yeah. he says yes. This is the, seventh, yes, man. the yes. seventh time that these two have worked together on a project. Uh, above all else... This is a Jerry Bruckheimer film. <laughs> this is the action in this movie is bonkers. There's so much of the it. The budget yeah. was so high just yeah. because they had to destroy so many cars. 150 and million dollars. <laughs> Real cars. With for, yeah. for CGI hamsters. <laughs> 150 million dollars. It, it made almost 300. I think 292. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this was a big hit. Jerry Bruckheimer knows what he's doing. The technology is pretty damn good. For it's, this, for the it's most part, it's so much technology the, the that I is, was confused and scared. Yes, even well, a second time, I'm like, what? So what? The the guinea pigs look good. The fur technology for the most oh, part. Oh, you mean looks that tech? Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the actual like tech tech of uh the machines coming to life, um, is pretty. It's pretty Transformers fied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just like what if all of our appliances came together to make a death machine? Um, I I will say like. I was looking at the letterbox reviews for this movie mm -hmm. and they're pretty bad. Mm -hmm. People don't really like it, but this is one of those movies that you kind of have to judge it on its own turf. You know, it's, it's for a children. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. It's rated PG and it's not like, I wouldn't call it great, but it's not like bad for a kid's movie, right? It does what it's trying to do pretty well. It, it has cute little furry guinea pigs yeah, it does. and they're, <laughs> 
and they're wearing like even cute, in your pants for now. They're wearing like cute little like uh, like spy gear in some so scenes. They can talk. Yeah, they can talk. One of them sounds like Tracy Morgan. The other one's Sam one's Rockwell. Sexy Juarez. Do you think that Penelope Cruz? Yeah. Okay. So they get horny Are real you, quick. Here's yes. a proposal. In this universe, those celebrities still exist, and they just use their voices to make the technology. Oh, like, yeah, and the technology. Yeah, yeah that's almost a like good a They're like, oh, thing? wouldn't it be funny? They're like, if well, we, we have like a yeah. stupid, funny one. Let's make him uh, Tracy Morgan, and yeah. then we'll make the sexy Latino guinea pig. Um, Cruz. I'm really into black eyed peas. <laughs> okay, the black eyed peas had 2009 in a chokehold, so it makes yeah, um, why that came soundtrack out that year. was so. Including, I, yeah, I got a feeling the biggest song including, ever made. Including credits, that song plays three times. <laughs> boom Boom Pow plays once. No, Boom Boom Pow a couple plays times. multiple I'm sorry. times. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in um, this household, it plays a lot. The, the, there's a, a Flo Rida song toward the end. Um, there's some popping jams in yeah. this movie. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Did, did you want me to yeah. pull up a specific Speckles clip or just the whichever nodes, one? The nodes. The nodes. It's, um, you so know, while you're that's while, towards the end. While you're looking yeah. for a clip, I will talk a little bit about Hoyt Yeatman. Um, this guy, he's only directed three projects. Um, actually, this is his only feature film that he has ever directed. Um, wow. Yeah. He is, he is slated to do another one. Yes. Um, which we will see in theaters. It's uh, <laughs> it's called Voyager 3D. Um <laughs> So sounds like another effects driven thing, but this guy is like a legendary VFX artist. Like he did stuff for, of course, The Rock and Con Air, some other Nick Cage joints, uh, but The Abyss, Hell yeah, um, The Fly, Mighty Joe Young. Um, He was involved in a few other like very like quintessential effects driven uh, projects. Um, I know I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He was a special effects creator on that. This is an unbelievable list of things he's been involved with. Like, I'm sorry. I was just reading it, so I don't even know how many you just said. But did you say Princess Diaries? Yeah, Princess Diaries. He He worked on visual effects in Blade Runner. Hell yeah! The original, this, my yeah, guy. Yeah, ET. Like this guy does so. Escape from New York, which funny and enough, it I just all watched last night, led to this. Yeah, he was like, "This is my blank check." Is that I'm making G Force? Incredible. Well, a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Like, I feel like that's unheard of we were for talking, a movie like. I this. was talking about with Gaia. This movie does not ever get made. It has a ten million dollar budget. Now I go straight to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Well, no, hold on. Let's see what the budget for and Sonic it doesn't have the Hedgehog was because. That's but what we're Sonic talking the Hedgehog about. is IP. People know Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. This is an original I story. I have a guinea pig, so I. <laughs> so that is IP. So, yeah, yeah, we need a big. Budget. Yeah, it's the IP of <laughs> that's PP. That's yeah. physical oh, you know, property. Yeah, we... <laughs> the budget, the because the, yeah, the budget for Sonic was eighty-five and ninety. You are right though that it would be higher because of that. Absolutely. Um, the thing with this movie is it is like sort of a bridge between like the original run of these cartoon real life mashups, like the 2d run, like Roger rabbit and your right. Uh, uh, Looney tunes back in action featuring Brendan Fraser animation, live action hybrid. Yeah. Those. And then there's, there's quite the gap and I'm sure there are things that like I just haven't seen. And then there's this, and then there's another gap and then you get what we have now where Mm. we, you know, we have like Sonic. Yeah. We have Sonic Paddington, (gasps) Paddington, Paddington which which is like probably the, Mm. yeah, the best, ever uh i was i was thinking about paddington too because i was thinking like in a lot of these movies the human stuff is really disposable and paddington 2 is the one that i can think of where it's like 
it feels essential. The yeah, human like prison, stuff. like Paddington had to go to prison. It's exactly. you know why? It's because there's only one non-human. So like, yeah, yeah, it has to. So the humans got to well. carry weight. Like right. it, it can't just be a group of bears just you know, fucking around and messing with people. Although if they're guinea pigs, <laughs> it gets pretty epic. <laughs> this is the first 3D animation movie with any kind of hu- with humans. The animation. Yeah. So live action. All hybrid. things considered, like incredible job visually. Like f- this technology, which has never really been done before. Hoyt Yeatman. Eatman. The fur looked pretty good, except there was this one shot where um, uh, Juarez, the sexy guinea pig, gets uh, taken, you know, like bought by the little girl, and she's dressing her up and she's painting her nails, and the CGI of the nail oh paint going the on hand looks shot. horrific. Yeah, and everything it's else looks great. Zoom in on the yeah. hand that is, it is going to. Haunt it just looked my like dreams. the paint was being like copy pasted, copy pasted. Um, I I did want to go back to the thought about you watching this in the theater though, because I feel like. This movie, this is not one of those movies that uh, didn't have an audience when it came out and then, like, is this weird thing. Like, this movie did well. It did very, very well. A lot of people saw it. So, did you just see it the one time and then it just kind of lingered and then you returned to it or did you return to it a no, lot I mean when it was in theaters I saw it and then you know you go to school and you're like uh, quoting the mice like poop your pants poop your pants like a lot <laughs> the John <And> Favreau <laughs> uh, the He's farting the guinea pig oh, no, no 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 the okay. Huey, Huey is his name I know who you're talking about um something like that. Hurley Hurley Hurley, Hurley. Hurley. Yeah. yeah I got it on DVD Okay, there you so go. So I'd watch it pretty frequently. So this was like middle school, right? Like elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. Wow. Or well, yeah, I guess sixth, seventh grade, maybe. Oh. Early, early middle school. Yeah. yeah. Damn, what a time to be alive. Because <laughs> it's like you're still young enough for it to not be like super out of your scope, you know? Yeah. Even you're, now. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like Hunter, you, we should say, is engaged to a 14-year-old. <laughs> oh I'm a child bride. What can I say? No, no, no. I'm, just say I'm just saying, like, if the, if this was, like, high school, it would be, oh, no, like, yeah, tougher like, oh, to get more yeah, into I mean, it. I still didn't appreciate the fart jokes even as a child, so, like, that's icky. Mm. But that, that joke about, uh, I look like Paris Hilton's chihuahua really got that you That really is spot. one of those, did your parents get it? Did they acknowledge exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. Same thing with there, the, oh, you paid for the undercoating? What a scam. There, like they're going under there the are bar. so many jokes There's like that a lot of movie. that in this movie. I, I, actually, the way it just starts, how it just drops you into the deep end it of this. It wants to be Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It did it better. Like, Tom, mm-hmm. oh. I, Would Mission Impossible series be better if Tom Cruise was a guinea pig? Would G Force be better if Tom Cruise was Sam Rockwell? Yes. A- absolutely. Oh, the guinea pig has little lifts on his shoes. I so think he's that as tall Sam as Rockwell. Some, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. I love the guy. He's really flat. I wanted an animated performance. He sounded hot as a guinea pig. Whoa. <laughs> Is he hot in real life? No. No. So no. kind of looks like he's got a, a guinea weird pig. Face. His face he is rodent-like. He, he didn't need to be here. He. You could have like got someone who would be more crazy with it well in 2009 who is sam rockwell he isn't really i mean no, he exactly. isn't an oscar winner yet he's so been he's in like a lot of guy. like like super solid indie roles and like you know supporting player in a lot of good movies so it's just fascinating that he's who they land on moon came out the same year as this <laughs> oh i also thought it was interesting that um zach galifianakis is like the main human guy and he also so the hangover came out the same year as g4 so he was yeah. doing both at the like same within time. a couple of months of each yeah. other yeah he had for a while he had sort of 
have been a commodity that was just waiting to explode. And I think, do you know which force is what pushed it over the edge? <laughs> Obviously, do you know which came first? Oh, let me see. Hangover or G Force? Uh, they must have been around the same time. I think time. that Hangover came out first because Hangover, yeah. if I remember correctly, was a summer release. Well, exa- I remember well, both. So G-Force came out July 19th, 2009, and then... They're both summer movies. Yeah. I said G-Force I don't know. I just remember... Two seconds. So, yeah, Hangover yeah, came out like by a month. Yeah, like a month. Yeah. And it, and it was an unbelievable phenomenon. Like, yeah. it was huge. It was the biggest movie in the world. Between Two Ferns, um, I was starting to... It's really... It's hard to explain. Like, try explaining to, like, a Zoomer... Like that, the Hangover was so big. Like yeah, an, it's an R-rated comedy it. that has like a bunch of gay jokes. And, and you're like, like, they're like, wait, is this the guy who made Joker? Yeah. But that said, Galifianakis is really, really good in it. And I'm pretty sure even before the movie dropped, there was kind of word like they were marketing that movie like crazy. Like this guy is the funny guy. The trailer has people recognizing him already. So like he was ready to go. And so they got him for G force. What does he do now? Like what's he been up to? He, he doesn't like Hollywood. He made the between two ferns movie. Cause that's like fun for him. But like, yeah, he, he is not, uh, He's not down with like being a celebrity. He likes having a farm or something. G G Force for the year uh, in box office is all the way down at number twenty three. Two thousand nine was a great year for the box office. Avatar came out that year. E- oh. Yeah, even though it it made it didn't quite crack three hundred million, but it almost did. Like two ninety two. Um, I was asking guy about this. Why do you think they never made a sequel? Just because, I mean, I don't think it would have been good, but like, maybe because of it's the budget, Disney. it was so high that they were like, "We made our money, but we're not going to risk." I guess another, we're not going to drop another hundred fifty. Yeah. But like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it have just made so much sense for them to say, "All right, we're going to make a another. We're going to make a sequel. It'll be like maybe half the budget, but it'll be starring like Steve Buscemi as Hamster <laughs> H Force." Wasn't he half gerbil? Uh, yeah. Can you be? G slash H. That's, that's an interesting now because now that I'm looking at this, like um Disney didn't have Marvel back then. I mean Iron Man had just come yeah. out. So they were still kind of trying to figure that out. But Disney d- didn't have like anything substantial at this time. They uh uh I mean obviously Pixar like up uh made a ton of money that year. Um also Real competition here, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Oh my gosh! Also came out that year. That's not Disney, is it? No, but it's it's a clear competitive in the same track. Yeah, we didn't even mention those when we were talking about like the live action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, those. those Oh, you're so right. Those were the first. I didn't even think about those. but Those were really big when they came out. David Cross was in there. Love him. Hey, it was peak David Cross season. Are they back? Who else is in there? Breck and Meyer. Jason Lee phoning it in. Alvin. Anyway. There aren't any other big Disney movies in like the top. Disney wasn't doing that great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird time. Do you think that I was the asking first, Guy uh, Jim Carrey Christmas Carol is up oh, there. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Number 19. Um, do you guys uh, think that John Favreau came to Disney execs and was like, look, I have this pitch. It's for a superhero story bits with Iron Man. And they're like, all right, John, you can make your silly little superhero story, but you have to do us a solid after this. You have to, <laughs> you have you have to, to record voice- the most lines out of any character. <laughs> he, uh, he's hamming it up. <laughs> he's farting. And I wouldn't make any joke lot. about like hamstering it up because he's not a hamster, frankly. And, yeah, loves and that would be very offensive for you to actually make that joke. Mm-hmm. Some of the things were like it. so cringy when you watch like how they do the guinea pigs in the background. Like speaking of like the, you know, when um they're walking through the guinea pigs and they're showing how um 
the guinea pigs are and they're like super guinea pigs and they're like oh it's a hamster and she's like don't say that it offends them he like has he gets angry, like angry ha- like he face. starts huffing and then he goes faster or like um when uh zach kalfanakis is pretty much being like you're all from the pet store i found you in the trash and then like so the one guinea pigs in the background like puffing up like oh yeah they're they're very these these ham- these oh no oh, oh no don't do don't, it. don't release gophers. this or anything. <laughs> he calls them gophers yeah, just yeah will Arnett, will Arnett. that's yeah. like that's a slur basically <laughs> <laughs> um i had a i had another note about that scene where he's telling them where he got them all they have Dude. very varied sources because one is from the wild yeah like peru or something <laughs> well, like Peruvian. He, he was like yeah they're just they're about to mow your house down so why did they get that one from there they found him there they found one at the only uh rockwell at the pet store and then the other two one was like in the garbage uh it, it's and like it's about to be eaten on like a street it's just cart. like you didn't just go to the store <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you go like searching and it's, all around the, you're really blowing this fbi i don't know it, to travel it just, around to it find just made me laugh yeah they're like flying helicopters across the world like where are we gonna <laughs> find a fucking that scene is also <laughs> incredible because uh the whole like they're really like sad that they're not genetically engineered guinea pigs and that lasts for how do they not seconds. remember any of this like yes. you don't remember when you lived in peru you don't remember being at a pet store yeah like how old were they when they were found that's one completely maybe they get their question. minds wiped it's like a jason Bourne situation yeah. <laughs> they just get like programmed to be spies i've always known the spy life i've never known being in a pet store as a runt i guess oh, yeah, i think i guess they were babies you know when they got taken up sure i, I would assume because I, yeah, I wouldn't sorry what I were you saying about his brother well, he was also at the pet store. Why do you only take the one? Why do you take his other brother? I mean, because that guy, you can just tell. Is, <laughs> that <laughs> that guy, guy's too much gas. We you know, know this guy's going to fucking blow a mission because he won't guard the exit and he's going to go try and eat a piece of cake out of a microwave. Um. So can we just go like piece by piece of the plot now? I'm yeah, back. like I was saying, the movie starts out like right into very complicated thing. Like if I was... Uh, a little kid, like maybe 10 years old or, or younger, I would not understand what the hell is going on in this movie in the first few minutes. And I would probably check out. And then the movie, like then it gets it, silly. It has, yeah, it has to, you have to give it like a solid, like 15, maybe 20 minutes until it actually starts being very kid, like little kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Cause the first opening chunk is like your, FBI division is going to be decommissioned if you don't murder Bill Nye? Question mark, question mark. Very unclear what is going on here. You don't find out until later that it's like a reconnaissance mission. Um, um, yeah, we don't know why they're sus of him, do we? You, no, just, you know, it's You're the same just way military, into an action you know, sequence. this leads me to believe that there's just like small, uh, either guinea pigs or some other type of rodent creatures that have just been like spying on Jeff Bezos, waiting for him to break for well, the last Well, they didn't like, even know, years. like, remember when Will Arnett's going through and he's like, oh, they can't talk. Like, he's really shocked about everything. Then I was like, oh, whatever. He just moves on. He's like, well, I guess they talk. It's no, so, it's so awesome. The amount of how unimpressed other humans are with yeah. Zach Galifianakis's uh, is, creations is insane. He has created one of the five most important pieces of technology ever. You're losing your funding. Can you imagine yeah. if someone created this? And it's it's <laughs> unclear. It's um 
it's unclear exactly like the reach that this technology has because at first you're thinking okay he's only going to use this on coffee makers and such no uh, well i'm talking about the guinea pig the, technology the little earpieces the, the, oh, the fact gotcha, that you can gotcha. communicate with animals it's one of the most important yes d- like human revelations but the ever movie, the movie gives that absolutely no weight at all no it's all about the bill nye well, machine well because because what happens is will arnett is like he's in shock he's like what <laughs> um but like imagine that but like phoning it in um <laughs> no there's the scene of a uh, fly coming around him and he uses two fingers to spot like that weird guy that is I, funny That's i a good love choice. the fly um but anyway is great what what happens though is he's shocked and then the guinea pigs that snuck into this mansion and got a file from a computer get the wrong file and he's like man i told you they suck yeah it's like <laughs> Like, bro, they can't impressive. even get the right file. They like, fucking still just why even talk to them? <laughs> they're they're small and stinky. We should just test on them, like perfume or something. Get them in the van. I I so do awesome. like I do like the little bits when they're like when you have like the goons like racing after them. There's like that epic chase sequence, and there's these bits of dialogue where they're like, they're they're kind of leaning into the the absurdity of like we're chasing after little guinea pigs yeah grown men in vans you know you get those like little bits of like isn't this ridiculous <laughs> yeah they're they're i liked those like yeah I, yeah I, th- I, th- I found like, that all very enjoyable because um the the old the alternative in this movie oftentimes is the jokes that are just straight up like references like reference jokes to like adult things that as a kid, I wouldn't appreciate. I know, but this was just a thing you did in your kids' movies back then, because like, like my I don't know about y'all, but my entire life has been piecing together quotes that I've heard from like SpongeBob or whatever, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is from like one of the big, most important films ever. Yeah, and but, you just didn't get it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, even the central like point of conflict, the idea behind it is a very adult theme, especially a very 2009 theme. Like if you put yourself back there, that was whenever computers had really started to blow up and there was smart tech really going everywhere. And there was this big paranoia of, oh, they're gathering all of our information and they're going to sell all of our information. Mm -hmm. Everything's connected. And now in 2021, we just kind of accept that. Like, yeah, yeah, the FBI knows all the data. Like, I don't care anymore. This is Black Mirror. This is, but this is like what kind of the central like fear is trying to strike at something that was around in the consciousness of oh, this times, yeah. but the consciousness for adults, not for children. Well, in the very beginning, I was really impressed with that because what he is saying the technology will do is an awesome sci-fi thing because it went on to happen. He's saying right. that it'll it'll figure out how much food you need and push it in your shopping cart. Like that's going on. Um, it um it's it, an Alexa. It remind it also reminded me of a movie that just came out called The Mitchells versus the Machines on we Netflix. Wanna, have I had a chance to see it yet? A uh, very similar premise of like a tech company kind of making devices sort of rise up. Uh, it's been it's been done, but it just like this is this one was the, like the freshest on my mind, especially animated kids movie kind of thing like exposing kids to that idea of like hey technology bad um family good but family good yeah hang out them sometime. i Talk oh my them. god the bit at the end of like telling speckles that they're his family. family it was just like fast and the furious yes yeah it warms my heart that's so good that's also the whole brother thing of like i remember this, my brother this long <laughs> I'm a everything by my brother. <laughs> the movies. Um, 
So Nick Cage yep. plays a mole named Speckles. Did, did you get to it? Did you find the it? clip? Yeah. 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 Yes. Let me. Uh, OK, let me pull so I'm sorry if this spoils anything. But well, before I play the, the clip, though, I did want to say I was you guys told me, like, don't look up who Nick Cage plays in this movie. So I turned the movie on. All the characters are talking and I'm like, OK, none of them really sound like Nick Cage. That one mole kind of sounds weird i bet that's nick cage and i was like okay i guess i'll like i'll try i'll let's see how long i can last until i have to google it made it six minutes <laughs> until like, i was I like to yeah know. i gotta google it yep that's him that that's was nick cage pretty much the same thing while i was i was watching it the first time that uh guy showed this to me i did not know nick cage was in this movie and i was like who the fuck is that mole like what is this voice that this person's doing whoever i saw it was nick cage i like lost my mind so i i pulled up a clip from like the very end of the movie this is like Less than 20 minutes out from the end. Uh, spoilers for this movie. It's a kid's movie. You're going to know the beats that happen. <laughs> Actually, I was a little surprised with how, Me, how you know the, what? Nick, the Nick Cage character. Because they dispo- they literally dispose of him. And you know he's going to come you know back. Exactly. But he, that's usually the guy who just comes back to rescue everyone. Exactly. Yeah. But in, here's the thing. He's movie. a mole. Do yeah. you guys get it? The mole's the mole. Yeah, the mole well, and also, is the mole. if you know any Chinese, you know his name is what, Yanchu? Not that I ever would. Um, but that means mole. It's like a so Vader, at the end, yeah. a German Vader so, situation. So I guess some people who watch it were probably like, oh, I know where this is going. You're studying But Mandarin. he also is a mole. Yeah. Got a lot of Mandarin. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The In between guy. Hebrew study. No, that's uh, a good point. So this is the, the clip of Speckles. Um, um, Nick Cage as Speckles. And I will say... You were close, like you were like, oh, that might be him. I had no fucking clue. I was That was amazing shocked. when you found yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I lost my mind. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I created an army of robotic appliances, and they created an array of giant electromagnetic nodes. <laughs> nodes. Nodes capable of pulling down all the space junk orbiting the planet and driving every human underground. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. Every human underground. Incredible. And you see this graphic of like the nodes circling the planet and uh, bringing the space junk down. It's like, that's impressive. Even for a mole. I know they're smart, but it's like. Damn, I mean, I know that? moles are smart, but I mean, when your parents die, what I else didn't is there think to they do but do learn technology to bring humankind to their knees? Yeah. Um, son, if you ever get the opportunity to bring mankind yes. to its knees, do it. That is that is the perfect self-aware line, where it's just like, oh, you know that, yeah, that's his motivation. And honestly, he has good motivation. He watched his family die in front of his yeah. eyes, right? Yeah. Like. That's fucked. Exterminated. I would. I might. I might do what he did. The, the humans in this <laughs> if, movie. If I have to watch also, my family die, I'm, I'm going to do notes. All the humans, except for Zach Galifianakis, and um, who's the woman who plays uh, his assistant? Um, no. <laughs> Between the two of them are the only like nice humans, the only humans yes. with any kind of sense of like moral code in this movie. Even the children in this movie are terrible. There's a kid who's just straight up like Sid. This kid is just like wanting to murder all the guinea pigs. Yeah, I got I got a tight five on this kid. That that kid is a psychopath. Yes. I, no, put that kid on a goddamn list somewhere. <laughs> like this um, I, I don't even have it pulled up. I know his name is Tyler Patrick Jones. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, off top. Uh, he, this kid is despicable in this movie. <laughs> yeah, his character. Um, Early into the snake tank. I did. I did want to talk about 
uh, Nick Cage's like choice for that voice. Um, we I could talk about it all day because it's very specific. I was trying to I was trying to replicate it. It's like this. It's a little bit. It's it's a little bit like this. Like I'm a mole. It's not so nasally. It's just like stuffed nose. You know what I mean? He it's must like, have. Put, he must have talks, put like an alligator. It talks like he just has a serious cold. <laughs> That's no. He must have put this an alligator. This isn't your best <laughs> clip. <He must laughs> an I had one earlier on today, and then it's gone. It's gone now. You um no. What was the one that you really peaked with? You just uh, was it Vampire's Kiss? Is that the best no. one? I don't know. I've done a couple good. You've pages, had a couple where you just had it, man. Yeah. Um. This. I one, guess. I guess you did do a good Vampire's Kiss. He also. Well, the thing is that all that clip is also where he's really the most going for it. Once we have his villain turn, but like throughout most of the movie, he's really, he's playing it like a character actor. Like he's he's not, he's blending in, even though he's being weird. The weirdest thing is that it's him. Like without that, it's just like yeah, they just hired some voiceover guy to do a, a silly voice. Like, it is it is funny. I sent a little uh, clip. There was a clip of an interview um, that I sent to you guys before we recorded, um, where it's he gives the story, the Jerry Bruckheimer story about how that was how he discovered they wanted to use that voice. But he <laughs> says it his whole like press junket that he's giving because you know Cage is kind of known for doing like very pretentious sounding press junkets where he's like I was trying to determine the motivation for what this mole would be <laughs> and the fact that he is still like going kind of method that's why we love him well, no stress, is just the best which the mole was stressed that his family's dead yeah so I the feel thing like that is a little wiggly pink nose can we question the process if it worked that's true. No, I I can't. It, it, it is my it favorite is a, part about the movie. Yeah, it is a great performance. He um, has lots of great moments, great lines. Like similarly, Buscemi is awesome. Like mm -hmm. he's fucking yeah. awesome. doesn't get that much to do. Both of them. Well, but, both yeah. of them are good like voice actors. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why I'm surprised Cage hasn't done more voice work. I know he was an Astro Boy. Well, I did. I did want to talk about this because last time, or I guess two two uh, weeks ago. I talked about how Nick Cage's highest grossing uh, movie is uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Um, but is deranged. Yeah, but I think, and I'm going now, I think that's if you, um, if you sort by worldwide. Um, is it G-Force domestically? No, it's okay. not G-Force. It's <laughs> The Croods. Oh, The Croods. That's right. Yeah. The Croods is a big, big moneymaker for him. And we also saw him in uh, Spider-Verse as Spider-Man Noir. Mm -hmm. So it's like he is got a little bit of like a side track as a voice guy. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen The Croods. Have you seen The Croods? Yeah, but like only like once or is twice Is he the main ago. guy? I don't I want to say no. Mr. Crude? I don't think he's Mr. Crude. Mr. Crude sounds like he would be the, the main crude. <laughs> Are we missing out on like the crude crude core? <laughs> I tried to get you to watch the second crude with me. Yeah, and I was like, day. I haven't seen the first one. I'll be so confused. Yeah, I don't remember not... anything from the first one. I don't think with like kids' movies, you usually can just drop in. Like they make how, them pretty accessible. How could you possibly say that? That's fucked. It's just ooga booga the whole time. It was like, um it was the other way around. So domestic uh National Treasure Book of Secrets is the highest grossing, but worldwide it's the crudes. Oh. Really? $573 million. Hey, course. look, dude, it's a Roger Deakins joint. And if you're ever asking... Or he assisted in some way. Well, if you're ever asking why these actors do this, it's because of that. The money. The bag is crazy. They're getting paid so much money and it's way less work. 
and, yeah, and no consequences doing for doing it. a bad I, job I either. I feel like, like Cage fine. was probably in this, like he was in the voice studio for like, what do we think? Like one long day? Do you think we he stretched for out G-Force? to like two? Yeah. Do you think that any of these people were in studio at the same time? No, no, a hundred percent not. Wait, Penelope Cruz and Tracy Morgan? They didn't actually have like chemistry oh, on no. screen or in the voice studio. I don't like the way they made Penelope Cruz a sexy guinea pig walk. She like saunters she, around everywhere. Curvaceous. She has yeah. hips. <laughs> now the other guinea pigs have hips. Not great. Also the Spanish guitar every time she talks. Guinea yeah. pig soundtrack. Only to know two things. <laughs> Only know three things. Uh Gaslight men. That's all she does the whole Eat movie. Eat hot chip. Yeah, she, I'm sure she would. Be bisexual. Sure. Question Why mark. Not? <laughs> That's the missed opportunity with G Force Two. That's we could go there. <laughs> this part don't edit. <laughs> this part we no. Well, because she discovers that she has a relationship uh, for uh, hamster. For Steve Buscemi hamster. I see. I don't know if that's off limits in their world. I, I see. I don't know either. I don't know if that. I can't. I don't know the rules. I mean, guys, Hurley is right there. Like, come on. Okay, so like, I thought I said this to Hunter earlier. Every time like Hurley comes on screen, "Life Is a Highway" by Rascal Flatts plays in my head. <laughs> that hair. He's yeah. got like that mohawk going on. Why didn't you work on this movie? <laughs> That was Johnny Fat. They couldn't man. have used it again because what cars came out yeah, a cars year before it. this. And also, yeah, it just like wasn't. It was like four they years old. Should have had the guy from Rascal Flatts voice him. Oh God! And sing all the lines. Oh, no. <laughs> what, uh, what other Black Eyed Peas song could have we put? He could have. What if he sang uh, "God Bless the Broken Road"? I feel like would have been good during like a. Chase. What you if, know, what if Hurley saying God bless the broken road as he encountered Sam Rockwell? Yes. Because I feel Sam like you could easily brother. put my humps in there. Well, see, the, that's the issue I'm having is that like the end is not as fitting for this movie as their older stuff is. Like, like this is the type of movie you put like pump it in, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just epic and every that kid's like, fuck too yeah. Old. I feel like they probably had some sort of contract with whoever. Well, the, no, of course it was to yeah. display new music, but it's just, it's a bummer that this didn't come out when that album dropped because this Imagine movie. Imagine the CGI if it came out during like the Elephant era it would or something be so like that. Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so It would hideous. look like fucking Hoodwinked. <laughs> this is what it would okay, look yeah. like. Okay, yeah. I love Hoodwinked. It is terrifying mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Their doesn't eyes are weird it just looks like very distorted um so nick cage is the main guy in the crudes he plays <laughs> mr Groot. Papa Groot. Groot, yeah. man. wow uh Groot also in the guy. cast emma stone yeah, ryan emma reynolds stone. Catherine keener get that money um but him. back to g-force do you guys <laughs> know who voices the fly a character that is i it, believe is it pitched doesn't up? speak is the fly pitched up it has, I mean, it has to be. Yeah, because the mice up. are pitched up. So it, I figured like what? no one Who significant. Who is the mice? Uh, um, oh, the mice. I figured it wouldn't be anyone important because they just kind of say like really short lines and like they uh they're pitched up. So you wouldn't no you know no one would be like oh that's um that's yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Playing is all that, the is that Heath Ledger? Is this Heath Ledger's real last performance? This is his his Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't say. Uh, well, I'm looking on Wikipedia. I guess if I switch over to IMDb, we'll get it. But it doesn't say who voices the the mice. Um, who plays the fly? The though? fly is voiced by a guy named D. Bradley Baker, who is a little bit of a um, I know that name of a voice acting like uh, veteran. Like he's in a ton of stuff: Avatar, SpongeBob, Kids Next Door, Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, Phineas and Ferb. Who did he voice in Gravity Falls? Um, I'm sure he's one of those guys that just like does, does a, a ton of voices, yeah, yeah. but 
the reason why I brought this up um, is he voices Waddles in Gravity Falls. Um, but Waddles is an incredible pick. Do you, so do you see it now in the fly? Next time you watch it, we're okay, gonna have that's to pay. Definitely Waddles. Listen, listen. This we're gonna man, have to pay more attention. This to man, fly. D. Bradley Baker, he's the voice of Olmec in oh my god legends of the hidden temple the range what oh my god literally i mean he's, yeah, he's just, just <laughs> shifting because that can't be anyone's real that's a deep voice Isn't that's that incredible that's Olmec, awesome that's a difficult role oh my has a shitload of lines Olmec to uh mo- what's his name mooshy mooch i think it's mooch um i found who plays the mice are you guys ready for this okay so it's go. two people it's the jonas brothers no it's it's two people three mice it's Hoyt Yeatman the fourth, so <laughs> his son, and, wow. and 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 I'm not done. Max Favreau, John oh, Favreau's son. You know, that's I love sweet. that. That's really sweet. <laughs> I honestly, that's mice. perfect. To be like poop in his hands, I love poop in that. his hands. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of half-ass research. Apparently, the the screenplay is um uh attributed to uh the Wibber the Wibberleys. That's what it says in Cor- the opening credits and it cracked me up. Cormac and Marianne, who also wrote National Treasure. Cormac Wibberley. <laughs> or alternatively, but, Cormac Wibberley. Oh, I like that one. Apparently the initial idea for the concept came from young Hoyt the Fourth. No fucking way. Yeah, Hoyt Eat. This is really royalties? <laughs> he, he's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> I think they're doing alright. Sure? His dad has like a hundred million dollars. Um, Hoyt the Fourth was like, what if the guinea pigs was spy? <laughs> oh, he does get story credit. Story yeah. by Hoyt H. Yeatman Jr. He's like, I want her to be a sexy ass guinea pig. This so is, wait, yeah, no, so this is like, like you need to make sure you put. Okay. I want her horny, to have a so I, Hoyt Yeatman, the director, Hoyt me is Hoyt Yeatman Jr. Hoyt Yeatman oh. the fourth is his grandson. His grandson? Yeah. Okay. No. So he, I guess they can't give actual credit to a child. To a child. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like by proxy. My grandfather. <laughs> He's not part of the WGA. So. <laughs> Don't tell this to Frankie Muniz in Big Fat Liar. Oh. He got credit. It's said. Ooh. Yeah. Um. That rules. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story made by a child. But well, the thing is, I think the execution is is more of an issue for me, at least. Well, also the fat guy that like, like obviously, like this. You've seen this movie a shitload of times. People don't like talk about this movie, really, do they? Like, no. yes, yeah, it's, it's no it like left the culture. And if I ask people, like casually, like even at the bar, like over the weekend, I was like, "Hey, have you ever seen G Force to customers?" And they're like, "No, was that?" But they know of it. They're like the guinea pig one. And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "No." I, th- I thought for years I thought this was like a fake movie Like I knew that it like came out It was released and I was like I don't believe this is a real movie right. And one day we were because I have a uh, Sick disgusting addiction To buying physical media uh, We went to a pawn shop where I was buying some Blu-rays And G-Force was just sitting there And guy Hell was like you yeah. have to get G-Force You have Was to that buy the same G-Force. day made you buy Twilight too? Yes yes so I have No it was <laughs> <laughs> I got Twilight High School Musical 2 and G-Force On Blu-ray Three bangers All part right of my out. collection now Guy when you saw us in theaters did you see it in 3d no i can't watch uh, 3d movies they make me sick there's a lot of, a lot uh, of 3D things shots. yeah so that's probably why the budget Whoa. was so big too because i feel like making 3d movies back then was like is everyone wanted to have a 3d movie but so it was very and it also helped the box office because that point like 3d if you saw a movie in 3d it's like twice the ticket yeah. price yeah. that shit sucked Especially real d 3d well this this came out like six months before avatar so the world wasn't ready 
This, this, this was like a primer. This was an yeah. appetizer. Yeah. This appetizer. Was an entree of Avatar. Don't joke about that. Juarez almost got cooked in <laughs> If Would G-Force be better if it used Papyrus as the font? Um, no. Would, would this be better if it was played 100% not for laughs? <laughs> yeah, if it if was, it was just like dead the seriously. dark gritty guinea pig action yeah. movie if he was like yeah I want to spy guinea pig grandpa and then grandpa goes and makes like a bloody thriller <laughs> what is what is Todd Phillips uh, G-Force look like you want to know how I got this tail <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi's hamster yeah you know I think Steve Buscemi would be good if they did a sequel and it was like mm-hmm. the Joker but with um, rodents yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking about that because like a lot of this movie is played kind of seriously because we have a ton of moving plot pieces. We have yeah. a ton of like very complicated shit going on that like I w- was very confused by even the second time. Yeah. Um, and then also like their emotional arcs all like are actually like there's, there's plenty of jokes involved with them, but they are played out. Like <laughs> we, we get the whole thing where like these guinea pigs uh, think that they're special and they were born to do this and then they have to learn that they're special because they, they get over they, it really fast like when he tells them like your whole seconds. life's a lie they're like damn I mean, that's in, crazy anyways in the lifespan of a guinea pig I feel like <laughs> it's a normal it's like amount three years. of time <laughs> name another movie three where months. this much of the main cast is dead like <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh, did I just, well, yeah, that was, of, I knew that was going to upset you. RIP to the pet store owner or the pet store worker. The guy, pet store worker, he's passed away. I think he like after filming. Yeah, shortly after making this movie, um, I had his name pulled up and then I just uh, left it. I was kind of wondering about him. Like, what? No. Oh, Justin, Justin Mentel. He died in a car accident. Poor guy. Pancaked yeah, by drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> yeah, in 2000. Ten. Passed away in so uh, February 2010. Yeah. R.I.P. Man. Away. He was like, I was looking at him like, he had the face of just like being a guy in movies. He like, has the face you know, of a yeah. young Robert Pattinson. Is what he looks like Bob. See, I felt stupid for saying that, um, but I was like, is that he, Bob? He Patty? looks more normal than Bob. Yeah, of course. No, Everyone does. Like, Bob yeah. Patty looks I don't like, like when you say Bob Patty. I hate that. I think Bob Patty, the baddie daddy. Oh, you know, it's kind of nice. Rolls off the tongue. Bobby. Bobby. Robert. No. (laughs) Battinson. Bobby. Robert. The the Battinson. Ooh, the Battinson. That's also nice. Um, Babbert Batman. I. So. back being bull. Speaking of the the pet shop, I want to talk about this chunk of the movie because this is like it's finding it's finding Nemo. I'm glad that they about it. Or SpongeBob mm -hmm. when they go to the. The gift shop. Yeah. I'm glad that they have this in the movie because. I don't think I would have liked this movie as much if it was just like spy shit. Granted, I love the the look of the action sequences. Like they did a really good job with that. But like story wise, um, I think that this part is sort of my favorite, especially when we go from the pet shop to the crazy kid's house. And it's like a hella Toy Story callback. Uh, just so many Toy Story callbacks with like the like kid a being Sid. a Sid and the little girl playing with the dolls and the the race the little RC car. Yeah, yeah that's scary. Yeah. There's there's so much precedent for this, which also a big part of it is because kids' movies are made about small things. Because uh, I don't remember what director said this, but like kids empathize with small things because they're small. Um, so like yeah, there are a lot of different movies where there would be a scene where the small thing has to interact with the big thing. Big, big action, small, small little 
Small soldiers. Small, small little big action. Guys? Small, small little soldiers. in theaters this July. <laughs> well, I feel like also it's a a good you know. They wanted to have it like the kids interacting with it because then all the kids were going to watch the movie and be like, oh my God, I can have a guinea pig. Mm. Like, I want to keep watching this movie. I want a was guinea pig. Was this movie I made by children, Big Guinea Pig? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that children don't watch this movie and they're like, oh yeah, like I could just be like this kid. Like, I mean, hey, this little fucking psychopath, like it, that guinea pig works out no, great for him. No, but when I him. watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to get a guinea pig and play with it. Like the movie, like I was just like, I love like rodents. I love fuzzy things. So it made me want to watch the movie. I had a guinea pig at the time though. Mm-hmm. So I was already like, yeah, you're pretty much like Sammy. Is this a bad look for lacrosse kids, this movie? Oh, yeah, terrible. It's, it's a you tough look on me stick. as a former lacrosse stick. Did you ever try to put helpless animals? <laughs> no, because I'm not. That kid's fucked. What murderer. does that kid do now? Do you think he's going to jail? <laughs> Is he's an actor. Look at the performance. He did it very well. He was well. too good. He was actually, he was, I've seen that kid before. He was a kid in a Red Dragon. Wow! Um, the, yeah, the Hannibal Lecter movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he looks he looks freaky. Uh, not not really. It's like part of it's like they give him like a weird haircut. That was the last movie he ever did. <laughs> <laughs> he retired. He was like, I'm going out on a You're high right. note. Oh my god! He's, he's like, in if bad I don't get out now, bears, I'm gonna just George become Manalis. these kids. Oh yeah, he was yeah. in the uh, yeah, the 2005 yeah. Bad News Bears. Um, Tyler Patrick Jones, right? Yep. Fuck yeah, got, got him again. Hey, he was born less than a month before I was. Oh, um, look at that. So he clearly like he's done this before with like guinea pigs or whatever, where he like makes them ride his RC car and sets up a really elaborate, like sick as mm-hmm. fuck course. But he's never had a secret agent. Well, guinea pig. he's also never had a guinea pig who is into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's Morgan a great is, line when he's like, I'm pretty sure this is animal abuse, but, but yeah, <laughs> but, but he like loves it. The other guinea pigs. How did he get them to stay in the car? Uh, he probably just killed him. Oh, ah, jeez. Okay. Hey, I shouldn't um, ask. You know what? At a certain point, I'm going to blame the parents here. If yeah. your children Absent keep parenting. killing the guinea pigs, yeah, you yeah. saw how he was are we holding sure, it. In the even the daughter. Are life. we sure that that's like pet safe? Uh, like lipstick and uh, yikes! Stuff. This no, is, the daughter. The daughter is the real villain. This here. is a PETA nightmare. This yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, when they're in the pet store and uh, the the kid flings. Uh, little Johnny Favs into the snake thing and then the dad is like where did the other one go? He's like I don't know. Like dude be a parent. Hold your child accountable for what he just did. Don't just like shrug it off. Mm -hmm. Dumbass humans. Useless. I'm sorry. Um, So I was like Thinking about PETA, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just Google PETA G-force, and um, <laughs> Did they, of course they have several articles. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. And they this do. line kills me because I'm like, why is this the example you used? Um, it says, but here's something we don't like: kids who see the movie are no doubt going to beg mom and dad to buy them a guinea pig, mm-hmm. pleading their case with the usual promises, and then the quotes that they use are, "I'll take out the trash and clean up my room. I'll stop telling my brother he is adopted." <gasps> why would you? <laughs> Although I did do that Whoa. to my brother. No, I told my brother he's my uncle's kid, but. Um, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Maybe, yeah, got me there. But it was just a weird thing to like make the article about, like, oh yeah, you know. But um, if you have the same birthmark on your booty, that means you, you are actually you're brothers. Yeah, yeah you're brothers. but you know, like one parent left you there. The me other too, one took you imagine, the imagine being a parent and being like, oh, we can't watch G Force. It's it's too <laughs> sinful. <laughs> It says you wouldn't bring Hannah Montana home, so please don't bring Juarez, Darwin, and Blaster home either. <laughs> what? The uh, the other thing I was going to mention about the pet shop is the actual like moment when the uh, 
so so speckles is playing dead because it's like part of the plan to escape and they're like all right let's uh you know let's handle the the corpse of the mole and then this like very (laughs) stereotypical racist like uh, latino woman character who's like they even make a point to have a line where Sam Rockwell is like, that woman is very abrasive. So it's Niecy Nash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I clocked that line too because she hadn't really said much at all. She had said a couple lines, but really just established herself as like, I'm loud. And he was like, that's a very abrasive woman. And it's like, did uh, we need that? Is that weird? Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's hit me a little. I was like, huh, that's, very, that's odd. Yeah. Very. Cause that's yeah. not a joke. Right. It's, it's like, just a line <laughs> that like, a, it's gotta be like, Oh, women are too much. Like you don't gotta say stuff like that. Yeah. It's unbelievable, but it leads to her uh, saying that, Hey, let's take the opportunity of the trash coming and just throw the mole in the garbage. And this is what I mean when all the humans in this movie are horrible. Like, are you serious? This this is how you're gonna treat this poor little mole. Yeah. You're gonna throw him in, not I'll even into a, actor. yeah, not even into like a bin or a bag. Like you're gonna throw him into the dumpster truck. It, I think, horrible. It's like a very old school kids movie type thing. Like you know, like old Disney movies where like everyone except for only a couple people just sucks. Like Cinderella, like everyone sucks except for her. Like that house is just full of shitty people. That's why I didn't like it when I was a kid. I was like, they're so mean. I mean, yeah, the like, same. Uh, it's yeah, I feel like it's an old thing. It might be like because you want to heighten conflict so kids yeah. can get it and make it so they're just as, as much bad as possible. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It just reinforces detachment from animals and like lets kids know that like yeah, you can just throw in the garbage. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, that made me. That was the first time I cried while watching Juke. Like, because I cried a lot when I watched it, but when I first saw that, I started crying immediately. I was like, why would you do that with like yeah. a little body? Because every animal I had growing up, we always had little funerals, even if it was a fish. We didn't flush, you know? When, I, when my hamster Michael died, <laughs> I cried so hard. Yep. Did you have to see the Did little body? Did you name Michael? I don't, maybe. Oh. Did you yeah. name me him? and Michael? That's yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and Michael is about you and your hamster. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, I named him after Michael Jordan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. You wouldn't have a hamster named LeBron. (laughs) Name LeFraud. Le Disney. Oh no, here we go. That's another pod. Le Mickey Mouse. Is there is there a hamster basketball movie? Like an air. Are you actually Googling this right now? Are you really Googling? We could could hit the jackpot. The jackpot. You're like, I gotta look it up just in case to see if there's already You haven't seen the new trailer yet for Space Jam a new legacy, have you? Are there I, Michael Jordan <laughs> LeBron James has to become a hamster to defeat I, the I don't stars. see any nothing comes up when I search hamster basketball movie. search hamster movies no never mind I know a website that would <laughs> <laughs> never, never mind. go on incognito mode real quick and uh, <laughs> well these are dirty hamsters <laughs> like Mike comes up for some reason, little bow wow. Is there a hamster in it? Is there a hamster in lo- uh, like the, the little kid looks like a hamster? <laughs> Which little kid? Bow- oh my gosh! No, not little bow wow. The other kid, Stuart Little, another CGI little yep. mouse man. God, see, yeah, I knew I was missing yeah. stuff. It's just uh, Stuart Little. That movie rocks. stressed me out. Yeah. I don't want him to get eaten. And that is alive. a three D. Honestly, that's a, like the earliest, probably. Right? Was it, th- it was three yeah, D. I think that Stuart was, Little is a three D character for sure. I oh, I thought like, you meant like glasses. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant like he is CG. He's not like two D animated. Yeah. Animated. Are you googling more like keywords for hamster? 
I'm googling Stuart Little too. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, Paddington why? owes a little bit of <laughs> a, the original Paddington story is very similar to Stuart Little, the original Stuart Little. Well, Paddington Bear is like a ancient thing, right? Yeah, no, but I'm talking about the film, not oh. yeah, because the old British Peru. television show is came out. In, I don't Stuart know, Little too also had a fat budget, 120 mil. Wow. I it's mean, fucking expensive to make these kind of movies, especially back then, because we didn't have the and back then, and this to that movie that didn't did. even have like half of what this movie has in terms of like crazy action. They yeah. mostly just had Stuart yeah. driving a little car, Who's yeah, driving voice? around a little electronic boat. What? Who's the voice of Stuart Little? Um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I wish. Um, isn't it? That's a great question. Yeah, who is it? I, I can hear his voice in my head, but I can't. Um, but is I it can't. Michael J. Fox? Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah. call. Yeah, he's the per- he has a eternally youthful voice. You know, he's just a little mm-hmm. guy. That's why he was he was made it through all those Back to the Futures, even though he was clearly much older than he should have been. Yeah. you know, <laughs> he's like, guy. oh man, I hope that we make it to the. It's you like know? watching Grease, and they're all like forty. Like the guy <laughs> yeah. who plays Kanicki was literally like forty when they filmed it. They just couldn't like find people back then. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was harder to find uh, young actors. Then and also it's a lot cheaper to have just adults playing children. Um, so G Force, <laughs> unless you have any more Stuart Little two nuggets <laughs> from your Google search, I'm just trying to see if there's any other notable live action hybrids worth shouting out. There's a lot that I haven't seen. Um, I know. While you while you deep dive, in I've that never list. seen uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, guys. I, well, oh, I mean, that's, that's like the one. Yeah. That was a little scary when he melts. So when that scary happened, it, it was like, oh, this is setting it up for this to be like. That's the whenever new I realized movie. I could a cartoon could make me horny. Whoa, no. <laughs> oh my! I was like <laughs> okay. seven. You didn't know that when you saw G Force. No, I knew that whenever I saw G Force, but I was much older then. Um. So G Force. <laughs> Let's uh, any any other thoughts before we get to the cage gories. Um, I did want to say one thing about the very end of the movie, and I I know you love this guy. I got to bring it up. The little cookout that they have with yeah, the little lawn chairs, so small and nice. It, the little grill. It's oh, it's generally God. really. It's a lovely ending. They're back at the house. Will, Will Arnett's sent to Antarctica. Yeah, he gets sent to Antarctica. <laughs> and that you, it leaves it open that even though the mold did bad, he still gets to rejoin the family. He's like, oh, I hope they'll take me back after all. Like, Because he, he's also taking what is, all the, guys, the, the guys, stuff out of the, the electronics. Fast and Furious 14. Let's bring back let's family. The the question is, is he going to jail? No. Do you, do you put a mole in jail? He's done unbelievably bad things. Yeah. He <laughs> like, should, like, people have definitely died. He's been yeah. a thousand percent. Pre- like, he probably was, thousands. Because this is a little, worldwide his thing. His family died. He got pretty close you, to but <laughs> he did killing it, every human. But he I, did it. There was another thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, that I don't know if you guys thought this whenever you were kids. Because uh, whenever I was a kid, most kids' movies that involve space involve of like just like just debris fucking everywhere yeah. right around the orbit i thought forever that like there was just just empty satellites just littering like hundreds and thousands of tons worth of just metal that was just there, up in the sky hunter they're everywhere and i know this that is real i know that but they're not just hovering around the no, orbit of earth they're just out in but space you know i'm telling you debris. you were right to be scared you should keep being scared <laughs> like I'm, I'm shit scared would every just day be falling down we would just have shit hitting earth daily you just, spent your whole childhood thinking chicken little like the sky is falling <laughs> yeah. it mostly all burns up on as it's 
coming in. Wasn't there just a satellite that was coming to Earth recently, like a Chinese satellite? It was. It, I don't think it was a satellite. It was. That's a Phoebe um, Bridger song. It was a. Um, that didn't happen. I think it was a rocket. It was some type oh. of vessel. So. <laughs> We can't stop. <laughs> it's the the way this movie wraps, I think, is lovely. Arnett, yeah, he had just had to go fuck off. He got a worse punishment than the one the person who almost ruined the entire world. <laughs> so does uh, uh, the guy who's running Saber, is that the company? Does he go to prison? Bill Nye? Bill Nye? Um, it, there's a line that Arnett says that he's like, hey, watch yourself. He's a code four. And because they're like trying to like apprehend him, but like he didn't know that he was actually going to like. He just wanted this uh, yes, shit to. He, he, he wanted shit scene. to communicate with each other. He was like, I didn't know that they were gonna try and like come to life and murder people. There's a scene where he's like talking and he's like, "Hello, my co-conspirators. We will take <laughs> over the world when I press this button." Well, who knows what that means though? <laughs> that could mean literally anything. So, that, so he does know. Yes. Okay. No, I was. I was kind of confused too because I kind of feel like he didn't know. He's conspiring with a shadowy figure that he doesn't know is a talking. That's what. No, you're you're right. I'm sorry. I I just spaced on it. But yeah, he's. It is. It is a little complicated. But he didn't realize like what I think he meant like just to be in everyone's. He's definitely. He's playing it very surprised when the machines start like coming to life and attack. Well, he didn't know that they. Yeah, because he wasn't planning on it happening that. Like then, like he was like this. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. He was he like, I that. just wanted my appliances to be in every no, home because that's not true. But he he wanted to use that evil shit for some other evil purpose. He didn't want to kill everyone on Earth. What what kind of uh, the mole wanted to kill everyone on Earth, right? Like what no, kind of yes, you know that's what yeah. I was confused about. Like you had to bring humankind what, to his what knees. What exactly did the human guy want out of all of it. Probably to just like... I think it's just to like sell just data. Just like Alexa. Like yeah, it's, like yeah. It's Alexa sell kind of that's, that's what he's just but, looking well, for. The question is, did he know about the technology where they come to life? That's what well, I'm thinking no, he I don't, didn't know. I don't think so. This, this is the question because... <laughs> There's a lot you, of the questions. You have to assume, which is not that hard to assume given <laughs> how dumb people are, that Bill Nye is leading this company and he is seeding manufacturing blueprint level decision making mm-hmm. to a shadowy unknown mole man. mole man. Yeah. And also no one involved with the manufacturing process notices that they're putting like legs into a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wow, these blueprints They're are like, weird. Well, we have to put this in here, and then we just have to send it not back to the factory or out to like distributors or something. We have to send it to this other unknown location so they can put a little microchip in it to make it come to life. I think I think you're just meant to assume that these are regular, uh, like in inside of these machines. <laughs> there's nothing actually different. And the chip is able to use the existing parts oh. already. Like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, it's like to create it's a transformer. The, yeah, you to know? create the, the, the know, robot. Yeah, because in Transformers, they don't look like oh, part Transformer, part Camaro. Like they look like people. a sick-ass fucking yellow and black Camaro, bro. Or a Hummer? 
Dude. Yeah, dude, freaking Hummer. Um, I did have another thing, uh, another fear as me as a child was I thought that just like, you know how in every children's movies, there's always some kind of a virus on a floppy disk or on a USB stick that you can just stick into your computer and yeah. it'll fry everything. I was scared of that as a kid. The thing is, I was that, scared that's that, also like, true of like a lot of adult movies in like the late 90s. Yeah, I was, especially dude, that too. It, it, Jerry Bruckheimer movies that that has. Fucking like a, yeah. Fucking, I, was, I was just about to bring this up. Up. I just rewatched Skyfall. There's literally a scene in Skyfall, James Bond movie, where the exact same thing happens. They get they get hacked. The mainframe gets hacked, and it's like such a quick thing. And they just start like unplugging the computers. Like that's gonna help. <laughs> it's more yeah. I want to see like a more down to earth version of like what would happen if someone like a, a hacker, like a 4chan type dude who is just like. A brilliant genius but like a misanthrope what if he just like stole all the information on earth like what would happen you know what i mean what if he had everyone in america's credit card number well what would he do his name is edward snowden that movie is called blank check oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> two uh real quick back to like the machines coming to life there's a really quick shot of like the inside of like some sort of appliance type store where all of the machines start coming to life and I thought that was a real missed opportunity to show like the actual uh, chaos that would happen in a situation like that. Because they just show the machines coming to life and people are like, okay, I guess I have to run away now. Here I go. And they're like, oh man. <laughs> like, imagine you see, if the like, a to you see enough like, like toasters up a brutally and, like, murdering ran away people. With, like, a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you should be like screaming. Well, harder than you've ever. You this movie turned to like Terminator Two or something. <laughs> like, just have it be. So the thing is, directing extras, I think, is one of the trickier, like, things of being a director. They're Especially usually, if they can't see well, what's they're the also, CGI. Generally, they're usually handled by like the second unit person or like right. you know like someone a little lower on the rung and. You have to, especially in this case, you have to tell a group of extras all at once. You're, you might have a megaphone talking to them and you're like, like, just, it has to come from a place of emotional honesty, guys. <laughs> but you just saw a toaster come to life <laughs> and you, and you're like, ah, you tell me, yeah, you, you guys tell me what, what you would do. Yeah. You know, I and trust you guys established <laughs> in the world of the movie at this point that this is going to happen. You don't foresee it. No. It's not like, oh, ah. Here we go again with these damn toasters <laughs> yeah. rising up. It's just, it's something that even really good things get wrong, though, is extra direction. Like, really, really good movies or shows will yeah. fuck it up. It's a quick shot. It, it's not consequential. No, this is what really tore everything apart for me. <laughs> the, the guinea pig action more than makes up for it. Like, the, the, the whole chase sequence when they're on those little rolly balls... Uh, and they go to like that fireworks thing and then that crazy like uh, classical song starts playing that I always forget. The mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah the, the YouTube song. Those little uh, guinea pig balls are actually really bad for guinea pigs. So like I understand where PETA was coming from when they wrote all those slanderous articles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very bad for their yeah. spine. They're so large. Those are hamster balls. Those aren't guinea pig this, balls. This movie uh, perpetuates mole stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt so bad every time Nicolas Cage mole would um, like be like, I can't see. I was start just like choking up. Like, oh, like he he's blind and helpless. Look, hey, that that I, character wants to genocide you, guy. <laughs> he can. Here's I don't want to pay taxes. Is that I, uh, I, I sympathize with that mole because you take my glasses off, 
I can't see shit. Don't make it's me terrifying. cry every time you don't have your glasses. Yeah, you guys are going to see me like, like, oh, like, no. like, I can't see. Where's the door? Oh, I'm stuck in the this dryer. Is, I think the, <laughs> I think that this bit of trivia that you guys brought that this voice stemmed from that. I think that's the second best piece of cage trivia that we've he gotten. Does, he does this in every Outside, set. Yeah, whenever the he best will always be hot yogurt. He's just like having a stressed out day and he's like, oh boy, like, yeah, today was rough. It's been, like, it's been like a crazy long shooting week on leaving Las Vegas and like yeah. everyone's just trying to like drink a Gatorade and, and like relax and he's going like, oh, oh. In City of Angels where he's just doing nothing at all. He's just like, all right, are you ready to do another take? <laughs> And they're just like, please just say fuck, Nicholas. Like, you don't have to do just, this. Just fuck please Chris. just, like, be problematic if that's what you have yeah. to do. The alternative, given, like, what he's like, is probably not good. Um, so, you know, do your little voice, bro. Yeah. Um, the name of that classical song is O Fortuna. Yeah. No. Great sequence. Fireworks going off. You know, I, I could run an Ode Fortuna as well. Yeah. I love that shit. Epic sauce. Um, <laughs> That was the meanest thing you've ever said to me. That was so fucking mean. I wasn't saying it to you as much as I just said after you. No, no I think you said it was like a side eye, and then you went back to what you were doing. The speed at which you said that. Uh, I, I did want to bring up that this movie also had a tie-in video game. Did you ever play it? No, I actually just uh, found out about the game today, but I didn't really look into it. All right, I just I'm gonna need you to play it and. Wait, it's on like PS2, PlayStation right? 2, yeah. It's a PSP exclusive. <laughs> no, it, it was on like everything that was out in 2009. Maybe I can. I, I wonder know. if I can find this game. I want to play it. I feel like this had the potential to be a good game, yeah. like a good movie game, which those are few and far between. I'm, I'm but I'm sure bet, it's not. I'm willing sure to bet not. that you only get to play as Sam Rockwell. No, I bet you there's a level... You probably have to hop between them. I don't know. That would be ideal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like a Lego style thing, like jumping around. There's obviously a level where you're driving a little RC car. Like that's, I would hope that's, so. That's a given. Uh, you're right that maybe we shouldn't give them credit. But Imagine like, all of the little like spy gadgets that you can use. Just any any video game that had a driving level. That's for when the I was PlayStation Three. It actually in. has pretty good ratings. Like on Steam, and it has a nine out of ten. <laughs> And then, this is the is long the video game master. better than the movie? <laughs> Jesus a, Christ. It actually came before. The, ga- the game came out the same month the movie was released. So they yeah. were yeah, banking they, on being like, this is going to be a That's how they used game. to do I it back try then. It. Yeah, I miss crazy movie era. video games. Those were like, it's I mean, uh, again, I played so many of them. A lot of them are really dude, bad. Shrek had the best oh, Shrek, fucking The Shrek video game, game is incredible. Um, the Boy Lord of the Rings game is fucking awesome. I really like the Chronicles of Narnia game whenever I was a kid. Um, is this the first cage that has a tie-in video game that we talked about? God, a face-off video game would kick so much. I don't ass. know if he does any voices for it though. Um, Sam Rockwell came back, John Favreau. Cage but didn't then, do the but, game. But uh, Penelope Cruz didn't come back. Um, there, he was like, "I'm good. I made enough money off of this. Like, they, I'm good. I'm they watching." They just recycle Thanks, the same the voice, yeah. lines. The abject shock in your eyes when. Well, you when have you to like agree. Do the like as like an actor, you have to yeah. like sign on because that's not. I mean, unless yeah. that is part of. Imagine your the lines you have but. to record. It's just like they're worse yeah. than the movie because it, yeah, a it's not as much plot, so you're doing a lot of that. Yeah. You're right. You're like automatopias. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, or like if you're going the yeah, wrong way, a character has to be like, oh, maybe you should look over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
getting warmer. <laughs> or when you just <laughs> sit there <laughs> idly. He makes like little noises because he's like a little mole. You don't touch the controller and then it's yeah. like, come on. Exterminate humans. I mean, what? <laughs> You're, yeah, in the game, you only play from the mole side and you try to change history. <laughs> it's like it's like a timing game where you have to hide in the soup can at the right time or else you get crushed by the trash compactor. <laughs> No, oh. I want to play as Hurley and only eat cake. <laughs> or like get sidetracked by like... It's like a little mini game where yeah. you have to eat and he just keeps getting fatter and fatter. And you fart. You have to, there's like a fart mother. Do you take fart breaks? <laughs> you could also... So the game was released on the Wii and I'm like, that seems so difficult to be run around as little guinea you, pig. Yeah, you just have to like yeah. battle around yeah, really fast like in the nunchuck. Things. How much do you think... Well, we're going to look we're into gonna this. We're going to look into I'm absolutely, we're yeah. We have to do our own podcast review just about the video game. <laughs> we don't have to do this on pod because it's going to be discussion. I know it. Okay. So, Cagegories. Let's just, yeah, let's go. Uh, the first category is best cage quote. I think Hunter already blew the lid on that <laughs> well, one. That wasn't he didn't say it. His quote. dad said his it. His dad says it. He voiced it. his dad, though. It counts. It does. Uh, yeah, he, he does is, voice his that's, dad. He's not even doing a different voice. <laughs> that's why I'm co- so confident it in counts. it. It counts. It counts. Um, Cage if said the best line the, in the movie, so I would yeah. count it. If you have the chance to uh, bring humanity to its knees, take it. Mm-hmm. Wait, it is? so is this, what category is this moment? That's Cage quote. Quote. Okay, so yeah, yes, quote. that's for quote. For moment, I would say the nodes moment. That's nodes, a good one. See, that, yeah, that, that monologue. That's where he's nodes. He's <laughs> very. I, I have another. I have another nominee. I really like this one. I'm a mole. I gotta think for worms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's yeah. A good it felt one. very unnecessary, but it's like he okay, yeah, I guess. A worm. Is that just like a worm that just happens to be passing yeah, just, by? Just, yeah, yeah, he's just living his life. And he's like, oh, a laboratory. This is like it's very dead. woke for animals, unless you're like just a fucking like an Dude. an animal without a brain. We even talk about the roaches. This Peter oh. talk oh, about bugs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was not a fan of the roach scene because I did not like it. Um, Heavy it uh, very, Ant-Man energy. I was eating while watching it, and I uh, did not enjoy that. Uh, um, another discussion we'll have to have. We need a separate pod episode just for like the the all the <laughs> tangents. Because uh, I want to know what Peta said about the the bugs and cats. <laughs> well, that's okay. Oh, a new new category just for this episode. Uh, what has better fur technology, G Force or cats? Like it, it is like it's it's really worth applauding this movie for looking how it does. Because Wait, it's not uh, it looks like cats won a PETA award. Well, is there are people, so who fuck that? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, fucking hell, PETA. I mean, it's because they didn't use a single animal, um, right? Like that's yeah. that's why. Yeah. So uh, uh, for some reason, long shot. Also won a PETA award. So is, is there an animal in any animal that you win an award? I, I think they just, I think maybe Charlize Theron is an advocate and they just were like, here you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, oh my God. They, She's like, there I is an award, this award my Academy award. There is win. an award called Best Movie Called Cats about cats without using any cats. Mm hmm. So they created. So they an made award. an award so they could award cats. No, that'd be funny if they. Uh, they <laughs> do you had think that they give it? Do you think that like, they oh, gave that to them? Yeah. So that <laughs> like first time ever we have a great nominee <laughs> because <laughs> we've been waiting for you. Yeah, we gave it to a dog's journey. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that like uh, they specifically made that award because cats was just so panned by everybody it wasn't gonna get any awards so then like they thought like well now maybe on the re-release poster they can say winner of the PETA award 
like how they do for like best picture <laughs> oh, yeah. winner or something like that. It has like yeah. the, the the star crest thing. Yeah. It's like what it's are, like the olive like branches. A, yeah, like a festival. Or, Hell yeah. Anyway, what's the next category? Um well I had one more quote uh, that I wanted to shout out. Um it's when they're being um put in the pet shop mm-hmm. uh, and he says Cage, oh no! <laughs> Incredible delivery. Do we think that that's a little wink? It it hella is a hundred percent. See if you would have waited a few improvised. more minutes before googling, you would have like figured out it was Nicholas Cage. It would have been like, wait a darn minute. My uh, my vote has to go to the worm slurpy one. That was really yeah. for the moment for the for the quote. Oh, oh quote? I'm a mole. I got a thing for worms. No, quote, quote <laughs> I have to do if you have the chance to bring humanity <laughs> yeah. to its knees. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, so it's an awesome joke. Uh, you know? Moment, though. What no. is no, better about, what's better about <laughs> that is that, because right before it, he says, I am going to bring humanity to its knees. And they're like, why? Why would you do that? It's like, and then it cuts <laughs> away to, if you have a yeah. chance to bring humanity it's, to its knees, take it. It's a very, like, Xavier Renegade Angel-esque <laughs> flashback. <laughs> They're like gassing the mole holes. There's just a field of mole holes. Um, uh, another another funny. Here's a great visual flair in this movie that I I just wanted to like squeeze in somewhere. This is probably the worst place possible to hmm. do it. Uh, Hurley in when they're in the hamster wheels running, he farts and it's smoky. <laughs> it gasses the entire. It's like gray. And they're like, we don't have windows. <laughs> That was great. Nonsense. I, I laughed so hard. You know so when you got that smoky fart. You know, I'm telling you, I would have doubted the act, the reality of that. But my dog right now, he farts like that. Like he gasses. Like the smoke alarm goes off. Yeah. Like you can't see your eyes are. Like, he gasses. You're the like room wiping off your glasses, like little windshield wipers. Like oh, I guess he's I, at it again. I love little Moo Moo, but his farts are rancid. <laughs> rancid. <laughs> Um, moments Make sure you enunciate that in the mic really. <laughs> Rancid. Rancid. Any any other cage moments? To no, I'm I'm happy with nodes. He has a lot of he has a, every pretty much every line. Every time he's on screen, it's I'm like, amazing. yes. I wish there was more of him. Almost. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. think it's just enough. He's absent from the movie for a, but it could have. I guess it could have been too much. I, don't I wish know. you could have. I wish towards the end they kind of showed him sneaking around, so you could have started piecing it together instead of making Ooh, it like a cliffhanger. Yeah. So you could be like. What's he doing? Where mm-hmm. is he? Mm. Like him popping out of the tomato soup can would have been a cool thing if they did that. Being like, oh, he's not squished. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice for me as a child. You were just stopping. scared. You yeah. were crying yeah, for like an hour straight of the movie because you thought that he was dead. And he came back. And he's like, I want to kill people. I was like, that's fair. Um, I, guess not. I knew he'd be back. I didn't know, know he would be the villain. That was a good I little twist. I was so twist. concerned. I was like, he doesn't have glasses on. Shakespearean. Yeah. And then Sam Rockwell pulls him back to the light side. It's like, no, there's not enough time. What's the next cage, Corey? Uh, good cage or bad cage? Good cage. I'll say it. Yeah. I don't care. He, it's not what I would expect him to do. The thing is, the real decider here for me is, would this have been funnier if it, if it was just Nick Cage's voice? Because I think it might have been. If this was just straight up Nick Cage, like really acting hard. But then with a little tiny mole, I think I would lose it for me as a child. That, yeah, as a, uh, like obviously he's trying to actually like make it himself fit into the movie. But like it would be really funny to us if yeah. it was just straight up Nick Cage being, yeah. you know, if he was talking more like uh, Wild at Heart Cage. I'm gonna I'm gonna exterminate humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Very breathy. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say this is great. How many cages out of ten? I'd be willing to put this like up near like eight yeah. or nine. Well, Gaia, this scale is how cagey is it, not how good is it. Oh how, yeah, I would say like seven or eight. Then I feel like he didn't get enough like yeah, enough right. screaming. Yeah. He could have done more. I he think he had more intense moments. I think I'll go seven. That's, I, I was just thinking about a seven as well. Maybe a seven point five, just because he isn't. I mean, he's making a choice with every line of dialogue he does. I love but it. But it's not. He's not the focal point of the movie, and and he's also uh, he only gets one real cage out moment. Well, yeah, and it's also like face off where for a good amount of the movie he's a good guy, so he's doing right. a lot less. He yeah. has to tone it down. And then when he's yeah. a bad guy, it's like a ten. Uh, next category is what is the hot yogurt scene? The scene in which Nick Cage had hot yogurt poured over the his toes. The worm, obviously, the worm. Where he's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet that's that a good one. The that's man really was one. sitting in a vat of hot yogurt the entire, <laughs> the entire time, time. <laughs> that he was in the recording booth, <laughs> just chilling. Just so I, you know, I'll vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason not to. Like he just. <laughs> Imagine they like, let him record it, at his house and he's just like, he's at the kitchen and he's like pulling a yogurt thing over. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I must look a storm when I eat all the There's that, but then like it. the yeah. nodes line is where like some yogurt like creeps in between like the fleshy <laughs> patch of his, in between his toes. No. Oh, his nail no. bed. Ew. And he's like, Ew. nodes. Stop it. Stop. That's what that is. That's what that moment is. I was thinking that like, what if, what if he was like, well, I can only do that voice like when I'm like sexual frustrated <laughs> so then for the whole record he had a thing of yogurt just sitting like just too far away it's on a, like one of those candle warmers to keep it warm it's yeah it's on like a kiddie pool that's on like a giant <laughs> it's on a pedestal with a one giant, light on it it's on a giant like, candle warmer they, they had to specifically create a recording booth that could accommodate yeah. that setup they bought a dunk tank <laughs> that was 50 million dollars of the budget they had to repurpose a dunk tank <laughs> <laughs> and then once he was done he gets fully submerged yeah and yeah. you can't tell where the yogurt ends and the cage and the begins cage. yeah exactly there you go uh next one is recaging couch who could do this i you know a lot of people it's could. got I yeah mean, but course. i feel it's different performance i mean if you go through like kind of the hammy uh, voice actor work. I mean, you could put theoretically rework the character and then just make Steve Buscemi this. Character. I was gonna say Buscemi is a really easy answer. Yep. Yeah. He voice he's wise, in he's the great. Movie. He's an he's an awesome voice actor. He's super game. He's entertaining. He has a similar voice. I think that Buscemi could do this part, but I don't think Cage could do the Buscemi part. Mm, the hamster. Yeah. Take that, Nick. No, I mean it's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, yeah, that's a good tweet in that format, you know, about like a blank could do blank, but blank couldn't do blank. I, I don't know who else I'm looking at other like people from this era from like Oh nine era that could stand out. Um, I mean, if, if you wanted to pair, I mean, another, uh, hangover little reunion here, you could put Bradley Cooper, put Bradley Cooper in, in no, there. Play like so Holmes, I think he could be weird enough. Well, also, this it. is like a nerdier like type character. Work. So the guy who's stuck on the roof, the guy who's in national treasure. Oh yeah. Cause he has a dorky ass voice, you know, he couldn't carry the, I don't know, man. That guy's good. I know you like him, but he, <laughs> Justin Bartha. Yeah, Justin Bartha. He, you think he couldn't do G-Force? 
He couldn't Watch do speckles. Yeah. I just mean I feel like he's perfect for G Force. You like, need you need someone who I don't buy is him like as snivelly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Don't talk shit about Justin Bartha. Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh my god. Vin Diesel no, as no. I remember everything about my father's murder. My father. What in the f- <laughs> Fuck! Did I you just that. do? It. <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip? It's from Furious Seven. No, it's Fast Five. Fa- oh, it's from Fast Five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember everything about my father. My That's father. You more- um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Vin. I think Vin would do a great job. He has a he has a line in Fast Five. Would Paul Walker in this movie? Where he needs no. to say, "We need two precision drivers." And he can't say precision. Precision. We need two precision drivers. Precision, <laughs> precision drivers. Precision. <laughs> anyway, great pick. <laughs> um, I don't. I think you don't even have to pick from that era because Nick Cage isn't necessarily from this era, even. Right. So, uh, Paul Newman. Was <laughs> <laughs> he already dead at this point? When did he? I don't know. Was he alive? Uh, him, like you know. I wish it had been made earlier so you could get like Paul Newman died the year before this came out. So he could have he, he had it. I heard he it, had yeah. the role and then they had to replace <laughs> And him. they were like, Who's who's the next generation's Here's Paul Newman? Newman. <laughs> they were like, Nick Cage, of course. Um, Paul Walker. <laughs> no, that he could be in the worst recage. <laughs> I do have to do my my category, the worst casting possible. Um I'm gonna Christopher s- Walken. That would be Awesome. Yeah, that, w- that I would like. That. You wouldn't like that. Do you not As like a him? little mole? No, I like him. I just feel like because the mole's so little. Because <laughs> they were walking too big. Be like I, I gotta take revenge because they murdered my family. I think an underratedly awful choice would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's Leo's the answer. This my my go to for that category is always just like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no, Ryan- Tom Hanks would be an awful. Job as speckles. Tom Hanks is too like I. I'm not buying Tom Hanks as like he doesn't do voice a roles. Snivelly little. I kind of see him doing it weirdly. Mole, because like later in his career, he was just like, yeah, I'll just like do whatever. But like 2009, Tom Hanks. Woody. Woody is the only animated character that Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> Tim Allen. Uh, Polar Express. Watch your words. Yeah. I guess technically, no cap. You yeah. voiced every character. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, I just like some stray uh, letterbox uh, things I wanted Dude, to I was, bring I was up. Gonna bring, so, okay. I was going to bring up the reviews. Okay. Well, not the reviews about the movie. You can pull those up. I was searching for lists that had this movie on them. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, with the account Milo uh, made a list called Kids Movies from the 2000s that I blocked out of my memory for years. <laughs> um, this is number one. Oh, on no. that list. It has a 1.9. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel it, like too many people are trying to, like, they watch it as an adult and yeah. they have a letterbox it, and they're like, this movie isn't what I want, but it's, like, appealing. It's supposed to be for kids at the, the end right. of the day. The Chad Steam ratings versus the Virgin <laughs> Also, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. It has crazy action that's, like, really functional it, and effective. That said, like... If I saw this when I was a kid, I don't know if I would have liked it, to be honest. It doesn't, like, f- like fully come together for me in a way that, like, I think would carry over to me when right. I wasn't a little asshole like I am now. You know, like... I mean, there's a reason why we didn't Yeah, it just it. doesn't like, coalesce, like, in for me in a way that, like, made it something I would... You know, like, it doesn't have... I feel like maybe the thinking behind this project was, like, okay, girls will like the guinea pig, <laughs> boys will like the spy... 
And like that's a great call. And they they it didn't quite hit it. Like the guinea boys pigs are, are like Suarez. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, they didn't quite hit hit that because the the guinea pigs are really cute, but. The spy stuff is really half-baked. I do have a question. Do you think that this movie inspired a generation of furries? Um, I no. think oh, I think this entire slate of movies like this that came out around this time just like fried a lot of people's brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Do you want to hear any of the other movies on this letterbox list? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah. Planet 51. <laughs> Chicken Little. Rango. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Bolt. Mega Mind, Ice Age, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ice Age is okay. Oh. Ice Age. Ice Age doesn't belong. On you there. need to stop. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, get no, the fuck! No. We're the kids Lion King. One and a half. No. Okay, that's the best one because it's commentary. It's fucking. Ron and Pumbaa are incredible. Yeah, it's a. It's the thing. It's th- Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah. Like it's so cool that they did that. Um, and the other thing I was gonna say is Nick Cage also had Knowing. Out this year there was another 2009 cage release have you guys ever seen knowing apex i i remember this one it's where there's a little kid who who knows everything there's like numbers <laughs> yeah he like and uh, alien it's I yeah think. it's one of those vague movies where it's fucking around with like algorithms but like no one was saying that word yet and then like he can see the future or whatever unclear unclear <laughs> there's no way to find out unfortunately so it's the mystery of the week folks um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He also he also had Astro Boy. He was an Astro Boy. I I don't know. His body made me mad. It looks stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, his body makes me mad in the nineties in real life. (laughs) The year the year previous, he came out with uh, Bangkok Dangerous. No, I don't like Astro Boy's body. I want to clarify. Nicholas Cage. Oh shit! You're Bangkok Dangerous. (laughs) I see. I. That's an Eric Andre thing. His ranch guy says that to someone. He's like, "Oh shit, you're Bangkok Dangerous. What's up, Bangkok Dangerous?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that was a movie until like last week. <laughs> right? Yeah, Nick Cage. Um, very cool. Any final thoughts on G Force? Gaforce? Gaia Force? Gaforce? Gaia Force is an incredible cinematic masterpiece. Um, Why do people hate it? There's I, like really negative reviews on Letterboxd. It's like very cheeky. It's cheesy. It's very just like it hits all the th- stereotypes. and like, Yeah, I think know. it's a demographic A little thing. derivative. It's a little too pop culture-y. There are too many pop culture references and then like the soundtrack on top of that. I guess people like, hate Black Eyed Peas. No. Oh, no Black Eyed Peas. No, it just, it feels like a, a like a tie-in type movie. Yeah, you know, right. like it, it, it feels like. Forced. It, it, well, it just feels like it was made and they just like knew they had it in it's the bag. It's just like a product so. placement summer blockbuster. Yeah. Very just like you can go, you watch mm. with your family, you forget about it afterwards, but you get out of the house for a few hours, you know, or you think about it every night for 12 years. The, the most <laughs> popular, <laughs> the most popular review of this movie on Letterboxd is a half star review. Yeah. Uh, fucking garbage. You can't use the same Black Eyed Peas song over and over again and call it a soundtrack. That's rough, there man. several Black Eyed Peas songs. First of all, two. Do you want to make it hurt and make it accurate? <laughs> what, um, it, it, what is it? Oh, my God. So that's this, like this person. That review is from five years ago, which interested me, first of all, because who was on Letterboxd back then? Right. Um, Early adopters. That's a review that you would see on like Reddit, like in like mm-hmm. 2010, like someone just saying the most base level thing like this. You know, can we get like some real music in here? Like I want. What if it, what if Nirvana did the soundtrack? <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of the Rolling Stones? Yeah, like it's very old school, but the replies to it are very funny if you click them. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
There were there the were, Black Eyed Peas and their songs not so great and cool. Also, <laughs> I have to agree with you on the dumb soundtrack. There are other songs out there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, gotta say, I heard another to one. Do with like any of the like, yeah. the characters, the storyline is totally just like too much Black Eyed Peas. Do lot, not like. There's a lot that you could viably point out about this movie. Somebody said you are wrong. Somebody else said you're fucking wrong. This movie is a masterpiece. This one's great. It's, it's, in, yeah, it says she rose. Yeah. In all caps, it says true bad review. So that's, that's I don't Donald know. Trump. <laughs> the whole gang is getting in on these comments. We're going in on Milo. Somebody else said you're a hater. Kind of cringe, bro. You need to watch more real cinema. Dude, you're being cringe on Letterboxd. Stop posting cringe. You're scaring the hose. <laughs> another another review is a one star review that says did not hit the G spot. Ew, no. Well, look, they have a horny review for a very horny movie, so mm-hmm. you know. Fair enough. Yeah. There, there's also another review that, like, the other top review, I think, is like two and a half stars, and it's like, got to get that boom, boom, boom. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that boom, boom, boom. I, I screenshotted it, a little preview for everyone. I'm going to tweet that out and say there are two wolves inside every man. The one that wins is the one you feed. <laughs> That's incredible. Letterbox is a great because website. that that is where I end up on this movie. I'm not saying I liked it, but like I gotta you know yeah, gotta I gotta get, get that, that boom, 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 pow. Exactly. It, 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 it makes boom, you laugh boom. even if you don't like it. It's so bad that. But it's also so good. I just I just don't think that it's for you to say that it's bad, it's like you're amounting it to the, like the totality of cinema. Like of course it's going to be bad if you're comparing it to like fucking Casablanca or whatever. Yeah, like if but I told like, if I told you about G-Force, yeah. would you say, "Oh, this is going to be like 10 out of 10, like like brilliant uh, like it Oscar?" No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's 10, this movie yeah. was born not to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not trying to be that in any way at exactly. all. Exactly. Any kind of high art. It was just made for a quick buck and they did it. And they accidentally yeah. made high art, you know? Well, the two biggest takeaways for me are like, first of all, the they're cute. They're nice and furry and cute. And um, some of them more cute than others, you know? I'd say the like... The mole was very cute. Yeah, the mole was cute. It's Sam Rockwell, step it up, baby. Yeah, kind of pretty fucking basic, yeah. right? Yeah. They didn't have any like really long haired guinea pigs. They only had short hair in the shaggy ones. I think they could have had like a long hair one. Mm-hmm. So that I would I would kill to see the, the short cast. list of who was on board f- for for all this for uh, any part in this movie. I want to see like imagine you know like Sam Rockwell audition would, tapes later on. Like you know they yeah. released like office audition tapes with so, like yeah. the G Force. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson trying it's to like, be. We almost had Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> but he. All right, Daniel Day Lewis recast as the Nick Cage role. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is again, just the action sequences like that really surprised me. Yeah. Like, the level Some are of be- more intensity well done than others. The ending is the ending scene is pretty nonsense, but, um, you know, who cares? Most fucking movies with big action set pieces at the end are nonsense. So fun time. G force. Um, Congrats Thanks. to uh, Yeatman the, f- the fourth or whatever. Yeah. Grandson <laughs> Wait, Yeatman. Where are you now? Enjoy the Yeatman estate. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Tell us. Uh, how did you think of the genius premise? It w- of the genius premise. I, I bet it wouldn't be that hard to get Hoyt Yeatman the fourth on the pod. Yeah. He's very busy. He's depends, really well, it depends on if he like, like leaned in and now he's like the producer for like Disney Channel or something. Jerry Bruckheimer just, just flexing that... Pirates of the Caribbean clout and just yeah. giving us this gem. 
So thank you, Guy, for coming on. Thanks we appreciate for it. Thank you, Guy, for us. Um, next week, we're talking Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Um, as we wind and, down hey, our cage series, we could also uh, bust it's, out some breaking news uh, for the listeners out there. Oh, Tribeca! That, yeah, we're we, covering Tribeca. We're covering Tribeca. We're gonna have some interviews with some filmmakers and yeah. some stars. Look out for that. We got one lined up with a a Mr. Jerry Ferreira. Um. Yeah. We're yeah that Jerry Ferreira. Yeah. Fucking we'll, turtle. We got him. We'll be covering uh, the Tribeca Film Festival virtually, and we'll yeah we'll give you some some exclusive interview episodes. I'm I'm very from excited. The filmmakers. I'm extremely excited for these. Um, but we got to finish out Cage too. So we got we got Bad Lieutenant, and then we got another big finale What's episode. Kick, kick ass. ass, kick ass. We're ending it with Kick Ass. Is that out of order chronologically? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Well, we're doing all of these in order. Um, so well, stick that. around for that, and please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, email, donate. Visit our website where you can check out a article that I wrote about Bo Burnham uh, Inside. Bo Burnham's Inside. The new special on Netflix, mm. an incredible nice. work of genius. I know I'm waiting for a, a day where I have the mental energy to give it the attention it deserves. It is uh, one of the best things I have seen in a long time. Yeah, incredible. Here's a quick little nugget for the the Wobam audience. Um, if you can try to seek out the show, Zach Stone is going to be famous. Where is that? That's the thing. Uh, well, friend of the pod Colin just texted me about it, and it it only had one season. It was all Bo. Bo did everything for this show. He was a star, yeah. like creator, everything. I it, it was I watched good. It. I watched it on like the MTV website. Yeah, that it wouldn't be there anymore. But like me and you watched it, and it was really good. Yeah, like super low budget. Uh, Bo's a genius. Like he was at the helm of his own television show. Like at like what like twenty maybe. He's, he's a freak. Um, if that, maybe a teenager. Yeah. He's an absolute monster. I mean, he blew brain. up on YouTube when he was like 16. So Yeah, it's really, it's like frightening how good he is at everything he does. Watch Inside on Netflix. Uh, check out my article on it on webottomike.net. And stick around for next week and all these other goodies that we have in store for you. Thanks again, Gaia. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.